Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. I wanted to give a little bit of an intro here before we get going into this teaching. This is actually uh, Austin Carlisle, who is an ambassador for the Whosoever's. Uh, the Whosoever's is um, uh, founded by Ryan Reese, Brian Head Welch of Corn. Uh, Sonny Sandoval of POD and they go around sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, for everyone and 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 so whether it's skate parks or schools or churches uh, wherever they go and they share God's Word uh, one of the things that we've been very blessed to do is the last two times that we've had Austin Carlisle with us he's actually taught the Word of God uh, whether it was at the youth retreat when he taught the youth or whether it was at Grace Calvary Chapel when he taught twice the last visit. We had him here at Calvary Chapel Divine this time, and he was able to teach the Word for us. And um, I'm always just amazed by this man's heart. Uh, he is a servant of God, uh, a man after God's own heart. He, uh, When you talk to him, Scripture is just pouring out of him, pouring out of him. But one of the things that I'll never forget, and we're in the middle of this trip now, so he's still, he's still on his way to do four assemblies at Lytle High School. And then he has, um, he'll be speaking at First Baptist Natalia on Wednesday. But the thing that's really amazing about this is, is we were at a, a little Christian academy in Divine. Um, and only 15 kids, only 15 kids. And we had asked them, you know, my wife teaches there. And we had asked, hey, was there a possibility of you... Uh, coming in and maybe reading a story of the Bible to the kids. And Austin came up with the idea of, I think I can, let me get, do we have a guitar? And and so it's it's all God because, one, he's a left-handed guitar player. And so how many left-handed guitar players are there? Very few. And so my brother-in-law is actually a left-handed guitar player, so we were able to grab his guitar. Austin practiced all day Sunday. Um after a service he was working on it sunday for a couple of hours and what he had worked out was chord progression and in, in the song and and then he was going to write the song at the school in the moment that he was with the kids he was going to have them write down their names and then he was going to as he sings their names he was going to assign like a scripture a reading to them and he, I, it blew me away. The kids were absolutely, and the teachers were absolutely just taken aback. It, it meant the world to them. I mean, it meant the world to them. And, and for me to see that, this man performed. 
And this is why I say he's a, he has a heart, a servant's heart. This man performed for 80,000 people with Lincoln Park in Germany. And here he is joyfully, lovingly, just happy, glorifying God to these little ones. And he did that yesterday. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. That'll be something that, that I am honored that I got to be a part of. So let's go ahead and get into the teaching of Austin Carlisle. Um, I would highly recommend if, if you have, uh, you're a pastor or a youth group, a youth pastor, and you, you, you want to bring them in to teach, I would highly recommend it. Um, solid guy. I love him to death. Um, and, and praying for him and his family. We, we, we were blessed to have him here. Uh, tremendously, tremendously, and, um, and and I would highly recommend that as well. So let's go ahead and get into the teaching. That's enough of me rattling on for a while. I, I enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed this. This is Austin Carlisle. This is the first half of this two-part study. Do I have power on this thing? All right. We can still have church without power. My dad is a pastor in Costa Rica, and it's about... It's it's about this size, um, but the roof is a tin roof, so when it rains, it's like 10 times louder than that, and there's no walls on the side, so on one side, there's a dirt road where cowboys will take their cattle and horses, stray dogs will come up while he's preaching, stray cats. Monkeys get electrocuted. And then on this side is the rainforest. So it's a little bit different. Um, but I, I grew up in church. And uh, I was a perfect kid my whole life. Just kidding. My uh, parents were separated when I was 15. Whoa. 17, my mom uh, passed away suddenly. Whoa. And when that happened, I ran and ran and ran from God. And that's when music came into my life. Music became my new lowercase g, God. And I went for the lie, the John 10, 10 lie. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give you life and life more abundant. I wanted that abundant life, but not through Jesus. I wanted it through my own means because I hated God. And I wanted God to hate me as much as I hated him. Turns out that's impossible. Um, and I tried to get my life all cleaned up and shiny and polished before I came back to him. But I knew better. So I don't know what I was thinking. Um, and so I came back to him just as I was, just like the prodigal son covered in mud and filth. And I ran and I met him and he ran to me. He embraced me and he said, welcome home. And from that moment on, my life has been more than abundant. It has been wildly abundant. It's been wild. I thought I would use my band as a platform and serve the Lord. You know, 1,300,000 followers and they're all going to hear about Jesus and playing in front of 200,000 Germans and they're all going to hear about Jesus. God said, psych, and took me out of the band. I have a medical condition called Marfan syndrome. 
I've had heart surgery, hip surgery, rib, foot, ear, back, hip, another foot. I, I won't name them all. We'll be here all day. Um, and just like Paul, multiple times, I've asked him, because God could turn this pulpit into a rhinoceros, if he pleased. He could heal your pastor and I, if he pleased. But what he does is he uses that pain to shape us and mold us and make us. And he uses those things that we see as disabilities or we see as weaknesses for his glory and for his strength and to show us that we need his strength to get through the day. We can't rely on ourselves. And that goes for people without any illness, that we need his strength to get through the day. Anybody a parent in here? Can't you think you could be a parent without having God's help? If you say yes, then we need to talk after. I have two daughters, an eight-year-old and a two-year-old, and they look like their mom, and it scares me to death. I live in California, and I'm going to be that dad. So I think by the time they turn dating age, I need to move here. Um, but I, dig I digress on that. I like what uh, Pastor Mike said, that we're all whosoevers, because I'm not much of a label guy. Um, most times before I speak, I say, okay, I'm not a pastor, so don't expect the eloquent words, which Paul mentions. I do not come to you with eloquent words. Um, Jeremiah, what was he, 12, 13, young. God uses the most random people, fishermen, tax collectors, to spread his word. And he needs an assortment of people to do that. That's why we're called the body of Christ, the church. These walls could collapse right now, outwardly collapse, so no one's hurt. And guess what? A, we'd still have church. B, we'd still be a church because church is Christ as the head and we are the body. And Pastor Mike might be the shoulders. He's definitely not the back or the hips. I'm the big toe. You're the pinky toe. You're the toenail. You're the hangnail. See my point. But um, Paul says to... Uh, we all have gifts, whether it be talents and physical gifts or spiritual gifts. And we're to desire them all. And not having a certain gift doesn't make you a Christian or not. If you don't speak in tongues, and I'm going to strongly say this because it's on the Internet. If you don't speak in tongues, that does not make you a Christian. I don't speak in tongues, so I'm not a Christian. False. Where does it say that in the Bible? You show me where that says in Acts or in the Bible, and I'll take those words back. Many gifts. I had an encounter four years ago. I'm at a youth retreat. This, this kid, probably 20 years old, 19 years old, he says, can you pray for me? And I say, sure. And he, I put my hand on his shoulder. He puts his hand on my shoulder. He grips it tight. And I mean hard. And he starts going, start all this word. And I knew it was demonic. And I knew he was possessed. 
And I had no idea what to do. So I just started saying every name of Jesus I knew, the blood of Jesus, I started shouting, the blood of Jesus, I rebuke you through the blood of Jesus, 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 Jesus. The security guard ripped, ripped him off of, of me. And uh, they were like, let's get you upstairs. This guy, we kicked him out, but we let him come here because you guys are radical. So we let it work and he has grenades in his trunk and he would always show kids his grenades and, and guns. And I go upstairs and I'm like, Ryan, Ryan Reese. And I'm like, Ryan, there's this demon-possessed kid down there. He just grabbed me. I didn't know what to do. Ryan's sitting down, probably drinking a, a coffee. He stands up. He goes, where's he at? Where's he at? I wanted that. I wanted that boldness, that authority, that not strength. I'm not even allowed to lift anything over 50 pounds. I can't even ride roller coasters because of what I have. Oh, well. So when we move, it gives me an excuse to get help. <laughs> so whoever wants to travel to Pomona, California, here in a month and a half, let me know. <clears throat> I'll buy you in and out. That's about it. But um, I wanted that. I wanted that courage. And at that youth retreat, Pastor Jimmy, <clears throat> A, I was told that I was speaking on the wrong thing. I was doing the Sunday morning service at uh, Grace, right? Pastor Joe's church. And they gave me the wrong chapter to speak on. So I'm like, I'm all prepared for, it was Ephesians 4 or 5, I'm all prepared, and he's like, oh, no, you're doing Ephesians, not whichever one I mentioned. So thankfully, to fully grasp, grasp, eloquence of words, to fully grasp the book of Ephesians or one chapter of Ephesians, you have to know the whole book of Ephesians. You have to understand what Ephesus was, the debauchery the city was in, and to know one chapter, you have to know another chapter. And as you go to that chapter, you have to know the whole book of Ephesians. And thankfully, I studied and I gave them Ephesians. Two church services, I believe, 8 and 10 or 9 and 11. The early one, I get there and it's all my kind of kids. Blue hair, orange hair, tattoos, kids that definitely don't go to church which if you don't go to church and I'm speaking, that's the place to be. But it was all my kids. I was like, what are you doing here so early? So I was freaking out because A, I thought I was going to be speaking to the parents of the kids that were just at the youth retreat. Were you guys at the retreat back there, some of you? Yeah, I thought I was gonna be speaking to your parents. So I was all ready to tear into them, be like, they need an example. Because of what they just learned, what they just saw, they needed an example. They saw and, and witnessed the authority that I've had after three years of studying the word and locking myself. I was telling Matthew, I was locking myself in the church library. I go to uh, Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar, uh, Calvary Chapel Golden Springs, Pastor Rawls Church. Love Pastor Raw, Pastor Wade, Minor, 
the the group of men that he has underneath him are hand selected pastor dale oh my gosh one sentence from him you could sit on it for a week but i thought i was going to be speaking to your parents and i was like we were in the book of acts and we're going to go for it so in order your kids just experienced there was a a, a, a guy there and Matt was with me and he waited till the end of the line to talk to me and he was very timid very very stern very rigid what's what's been you know what's going on man well can you explain okay so what did you think about our testimonies I think I think I want Jesus and, and my, you want Jesus in your life, uh, right? So I prayed with him. I made Matt stay for a purpose because I see it in Matt, and that man is going to be preaching the word of God. That man, boy, is going to be in those schools because you have a gift, and I see it, and I don't see it through physical eyes because I asked my wife, my physical eyes. S-U-C-K, besides her beauty, but through spiritual eyes, I see what God has given to you. And I made Matt stay with me, and we started praying for this boy. Nothing, 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 nothing. Stern, hard. And in that moment, God gave me, I've always had dreams, visions, discernment has been, those are my big ones. I lived in Costa Rica for two years. I was hoping to either get raptured there, a tidal wave there, or die there. To Costa Rica after I left the band. But the first night I came back to the States, first night, I had a dream. And in that dream, via what happened in the dream, it was God saying, come back and do your job. I am not done with you, and I am not done with the people that follow you. And I woke up, whoa. So I came back, came back, met my wife, kids, awesome. But as I was praying with that boy, with Matt, God gave me a vision, very, very, very clear vision. I still see it. One half of that boy was trapped in barbed wire, bleeding, bloody, his whole arm wrapped up in a barbed wire fence, couldn't get out, bleeding, ripped, reminded me of, how you pictured Jesus because he wasn't just whipped with a whip. It had glass and bone and metal in it, and it was tearing pieces of his flesh out of his back. And a lot of people don't know that, that our Savior went through way more than just getting whipped. I got whipped with a belt, okay? It hurts, but not with a cattail belt. My dad disciplined me. He didn't beat me. But one side of him was bloodied and stuck. And the other side of him, his hand was reaching out like this. One hand stuck, bloodied, and the other hand was reaching out, open, like for help. And immediately God gave me that. And I said, Levi, give me, I want you to give me your hand. And I didn't know that his hand was closed, already out, like this, towards me. I, my eyes were closed. I was praying. Usually that's what you do. Even my daughter, she's two. She has our prayer memorized. It's very simple, but she's got it. 
But I said, give me your hand. And I opened my eyes and his hand was like this. And I said, what's in your hand? And he wouldn't talk, he wouldn't move. I said, Levi, or sorry, I didn't mean to say his name. Give me your, give me your hand. Open your hand. Let me have your hand. And at that moment, I knew that there was a demonic force, demonic possession holding him back from taking that step of faith of coming to the Lord because I knew that he wanted it, but he was trapped. He was stuck. And so the moment he wouldn't open his hand, even though I saw his hand open and out in my vision, I said, what is your name? And he said, I told you my name. I said, no, I'm speaking to you. I said, what is your name? In the name of Jesus, what is your name? And he opened up his hand. He had a satanic medallion in his hand. And he said, this is my name grabbed the medallion, we threw it, and went in on him, didn't we, Matt? And I said, Christina, take that thing. Make sure nobody gets it. She grabs it. She saw what it was. I don't know what she did with it, and she ran over. And instead of being assigned a spirit that day, that boy received the spirit that day, came to salvation, was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the very next day, my first and to this day last ever baptism I've ever done, he asked me to baptize him. And that meant the world to me. That made the whole entire trip worth it, even though I had COVID three days beforehand. But after that time of growing closer to God and walking closer in my relationship with Jesus, I gained that confidence and that authority because the Bible says that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ and that the gates of hell will not prevail. Gates are stationary. They do not move. People walk around. I'm being attacked. I'm being spiritually just life, just so many spiritual darts. I get it. I get it. I have days like that too, sometimes hours because my wife has discernment and she'll put me in check real quick. I get it, but we're not called to walk in defeat because we have already won. We didn't win. We put our faith and trust in Jesus and he already won. He already defeated death. It's over. He said it is finished. And just like at the very beginning of the Bible, the seed of the woman will crush death, will crush you, will crush your head. It's the only time the seed of a woman is mentioned because it doesn't exist. It's always the seed of a man. But how was Mary, how was Jesus conceived of Mary? Through the Holy Spirit. You guys are about to get into the Old Testament next week. <laughs> And I'm so excited for you. And this whole week, whole two weeks, I've been preparing something from the book of Judges. And this morning, no judges. Which gets back to my point about Pastor Joe's church. I was supposed to be in Ephesians. I got off stage, went to the back, and I clearly heard God say, no Ephesians. What? 
Okay, then what do I speak on? No Ephesians. Great, I heard you the first time. What do I speak on? So I went against Pastor Joe. I went against what I was supposed to do. I didn't go up there and start throwing glitter and blankets at people, but I taught from the word of God and I taught it how it's supposed to be taught. And that's word for word, not translated as I think, but what God says. And as I was walking up on stage, I still didn't know what I was going to speak of, speak on, but I heard a little kid say, does prosecute mean murder? And I knew he meant, or I think I knew he meant, does persecute mean murder? And instantly as I'm walking up the steps, I thought in my head, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? after the stoning of Stephen. He didn't say, why do you persecute my church? Why do you persecute Stephen? Why are you going house to house persecuting these new followers? No, why do you persecute me? Because he took it personally. That's the God we serve. I'll let your own pastor get into the Old Testament, but I do have something I really wanted to share and I thought was important for this morning. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it. 